Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of One Another Marriage with Dr. David and Teresa Mabry, where we seek to strengthen marriages and relationships so that you can have greater impact on the world around you and greater satisfaction within yourselves. What we find is that a stronger marriage uh, equals greater satisfaction. Stronger marriage means that you are positioned to influence those around you in a positive way. And that includes children, relatives, neighbors, friends, <laughs> so forth and so on. So welcome. Glad you're all here. Was that a little chuckle from Teresa Mabry? That was. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. You liked that introduction, didn't you? I don't know. I think it was just, I don't know, it was the look on your face. All of a sudden, it just kind of made me chuckle what you were saying. I, I don't know. My face has that effect on you. Yes, it, it does. Makes you, sometimes you just got to look and say, and chuckle. <laughs> you got to say a chuckle. Yep. Yeah. So today's episode, what's going on today? Yeah. So today, part two. Part, part two dose. of studying personality types, right? Yeah. And we are unpacking the, specifically the Myers-Briggs um, temperament uh, inventory. And um, we will be dealing with um Two of the the last two letters, your Myers-Briggs has four letters in it, mm -hmm. and we'll be dealing with the last two letters um, and the dichotomies that are uh, between them. Mm -hmm. We have thinking, feeling, or judging and perceiving. Once again, suspend your definitions of those words because it doesn't always uh, uh, mean the exact same um, especially the judging. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> judging right. does not mean what we normally would put the definition of judging with. So, yeah, um, but we, we yeah, and we will we will cover that. For yeah, sure. so we're going to cover. So this is part two, and if you didn't get a chance to uh, catch part one, um, we're going to give you a quick summary in just a moment. Um, but first, we're going to give a shout out. Can I do a shout out? Yeah. Can I do a shout out? Our yeah. shout out city uh, out there is listening is Germantown, Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. We want to give a shout out All to right. Germantown, Wisconsin. There is a listener or listeners. Awesome. Uh, maybe a, a couple. There's a one another couple yeah. out there in Germantown, Wisconsin. If that's you, if you uh, are in Germantown, Wisconsin, hey, thanks for listening. Right. We really appreciate it. And it's a, it's a privilege to be able to partner with you. And we hope that... One Another Marriage podcast is a help to you and your relationships uh, around you. So, hey, reach out to us uh, on Facebook mm -hmm. or YouTube comment section, or you can even email or us. Or the website. Mm -hmm. Yep, you can yeah. you can let us know through the website as well. Um, and and yeah, so email at info at oneanothermarriage.org. Nice. That's it. so if you want to. So, hey, thanks. Thanks for listening way up there in Wisconsin. That's right. We've been to Wisconsin. We've been. I have. I've, you I've have been, not, I don't think. I feel like I went as a child. Oh, well, maybe you did when your family did that one trip out west. Did yeah. you hike up into Wisconsin? My family did. Yeah. Um, and so 
Um, I have a particular story, I think, that happened in Wisconsin. Really? I believe it was in Wisconsin, but I would need to verify that one okay. with my mom to verify yeah. um, before I go share. I have no so, idea where Germantown, Wisconsin is. I'm sure it's a quick Google I don't search, either. But I didn't even look it up before we started the podcast. Well, we need to do that. I know. We need to look that up and... Okay. So, yeah. Maybe we'll go visit one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. There there's, you go. There's the shout out shout for the out. week. The city of the week. The one awesome. city. Awesome. So yeah, we are glad that you guys are back with us though today. And um, today we'll be wrapping up the four letters of the Myers-Briggs. Um, and we will be giving you the part one summary in just a second. But we, this is our time for us to share mm -hmm. the puzzle. Okay. And it should be your turn. It is my turn. But can I can I share one from today um, and interject? <laughs> yes. Okay. You you can share today. All right. So um we're at the end of August. Yes. Here we we're are at hey, the end of August. August thirty first. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. And um it's been it's been very hot where mm. we reside. All right. Yeah. Not nearly as hot if you are a listener in the Northwest states quadrants. Well, I know Oregon, Washington, like even Germantown, Wisconsin. You, I wonder if it's hot. Well, there. no, I'm talking about like earlier in the summer, like they were having super oh, hot, hot, 115 yeah. degrees. Right. Yeah. So, okay. But it has been very hot because we're about six or seven degrees above what it's registering just due to humidity. Right. Mm -hmm. And things. So it's, uh, it, I'm coming home from work and it is 1.30 in the afternoon. So it's in almost the peak of the heat of the day. Mm -hmm. It's um, registering 91, 97 on the heat index. Okay. 97. Yeah. All hot. right. And as I'm heading, driving up the, the hill, coming home from work there, there's a biker mm -hmm. and he has on a long sleeve hooded sweatshirt. What? The hood is up. The bike helmet is over top of the hood on his head, and the sleeves are all the way down. You are kidding. I'm not. That. I about wrecked my car just staring at him because I was like, what in the world are you thinking? That's for sure. I mean, I'm not against exercise. And I no, myself, no, no. when I was running and doing the half marathons, there were lots of times where the only time I could fit in a run mm -hmm. was sometimes in the middle of the day. Not the best time to do it, yeah. but that's what you have to do when you're training. So I'm not against it, but I have to question, what in the world are you training for that you would want to be wearing a hooded, a long sleeve hooded sweatshirt, biking, and he and where he was, that location, he was probably headed down to the Alum Creek Dam area, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we have a recreational area. There's a dam that, um, and there's a reservoir, and right. it's a beautiful park area with a really and long a trail across. Long bike path and dam. all that stuff and around. So, that's, so this guy was headed that direction. Wow. wow. I mean, that was still, there was still a long, I mean, Mm -hmm. A long amount for him to go, and if he did live in one of the neighborhoods near where the where I saw him, mm -hmm. he still had gone far and gone out. But yeah, that is a puzzle. Wow, <clears throat> that is what, quite a puzzle. Huh? What would you, what would you be doing? What yeah. in the world would you be training for? Yeah, that's a good idea. Or why? To, Maybe you're not training for anything. Yeah. But why would you think that that would be? I don't know. Mm -mm. Might as well. I mean. 
let's go out and mow our lawn right now and put on like long sleeves, hooded sweatshirt. Just wow. That is quite a puzzle. That okay. Is, that's a good one. That is a mystery. There you go. I'm, I'm glad you snagged the puzzle. I had to get for the that week. off my brain. Yeah. There yeah. you are. I'm glad All right. you snagged it. All right. So here's the deal. Part Is one it, summary. <clears throat> we want to continue to encourage folks. Do puzzles within your own relationship or or high-low. or It's the key is do something that that c- connects you on a regular basis. So, mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, last last week what we covered right. uh, for Myers-Briggs, we thought we were going to do a two, two-part series. <laughs> we're going to end up doing a three-part series. And we covered... The Myers-Briggs, we said that there are many personality temperaments. If you did not listen to part one, please go back and listen to it. But the summary would be this, is that there are four dichotomies with the Myers-Briggs temperament inventory. It's not a test. It's just a snapshot of a relation, of, of, a, of a personality. And the personality then is um, measured by four different major areas. Dichotomies are just opposites, right? Mm-hmm. And you fancy either, word for opposite. That's right. And so mm-hmm. you have a preference, like you have a preference for being either right-handed or left-handed. Mm-hmm. You can still write with the other hand. It's just not as comfortable. And so same for preferences. So the first one that we covered of the four mm-hmm. was extroversion uh, and introversion. Mm-hmm. And Extrovert. It, this question that goes with this one is, where do you get your energy from? Mm-hmm. Extroverts gain their energy from the outer world, like being with people and uh, being interacting with the world around them. And introverts gain their energy from their inner world. So it's being with fewer people, being by themselves, being more reflective mm-hmm. with things. And then the second one, that we had with sensing and intuition. And remember these definition terms, we had to suspend some of our some of our our definitions that we traditionally go with some of right. these words. It, but so the definition according to Myers Briggs would be a sensing person would would be more of one that's uh, detail oriented and intuition is more big picture and looks forward. Once again the key is to and this is how how um, you take in information mm-hmm. is the question. That's How correct. do you take, How do you take in information? That's right. Going there. So do you see it as a, as like a present realities and verifiable facts? That's a sensing person. Or do you see the future possibilities and the big picture? Mm-hmm. And so, so the main thing that we wanted to pull is its impact upon these, these dichotomies and their impact upon relationships, upon couples, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And so, um, in in looking at who you are and understanding who you are, that that plays a lot into the relationship. And then um, accepting your partner's personality, right? And understanding that this is not something that you can change. You may have an impact on them in certain ways, but but it doesn't mean that you're going to make them into a whole different person. Okay, so um, and we talked about that a little bit with like um, your um, intuition. You're a you're a strong N and I'm a strong S, right? Yes. And we both have impacted each other just by being together and accepting how how each of us view things. But it's still you can't make me into this big picture type of person. Yeah. It's just not 
It's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. But I have greater um, respect for those who can do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where like um, we help impact one another, um, but we're not going to to change the other person. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to work as a team. Yes. And that's what our- Which everybody has to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's and, the goal. And you were absolutely correct. It's, it's, we've, we said last week, we'll repeat again this week because it'll set up our, our uh, content for the rest of our time together. Right. And that is, as you alluded, it's about uh, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. It's about your partner, mm-hmm. partner then having awareness, couple awareness. And then mm-hmm. having couple awareness. Right. So those three things, self-awareness, partner awareness, and then couple awareness. Self-awareness is knowing yourself and knowing how to respond accordingly with your strengths and your areas that maybe you're not strong in. And for your partner to know their strengths and maybe understand the areas that they're not strong. And then together as a couple, how do you form? So if you're both extroverts, maybe maybe knowing that you can run in that world where you get your energy, but let's say you both are opposites. You both are, one's extrovert, one's an introvert. So the idea is to understand yourself, understand your partner, understand yourselves as a couple going forward so you can work as a team. Mm-hmm. All right. So are we today, ready? we're let's... gonna we're gonna knock out uh, t- the the other two, and then we're gonna circle back around at the very end. Hold on to the very end of our time together, because we'll 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 summarize with how these four um, components go together. Mm-hmm. Four dichotomies for an individual go together. Sure. To make up sixteen. Yes, there are six. Yes, in the traditional Myers Briggs assessment, you have sixteen different personality mm-hmm. types. You. So, are one of those one of 16. The 16. Uh, you and I are opposite on this next one. We're we opposite on sensing and intuition. Mm-hmm. We're the same on extroversion, but we're opposite on this next one. And the next one, the words we use are thinking and feeling. Yes. Once again, suspend your definition, folks, <laughs> of these words, because Myers-Briggs uses them a little differently. People with a thinking preference, they make decisions, they base their decisions on impersonal and objective logic. So this is how we make decisions. (laughs) Very logical-minded people are thinking people, right? And people who are more, uh, have our feeling preference, have a feeling preference, they make their decisions based upon personal priorities and their relationships. So people, so to be able to look from- the outside in and empathize more with people so when these making two, decisions. Yeah, so these two, we really don't have to suspend definitions quite as much because a thinking is going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, when you say you're a, you're a thinking person, I think a lot of people will automatically go mm-hmm. to, oh, okay, they're, they center around facts and logic on yes. that. And I think if you say you're a feeling person, they're obviously going to connect some type of like emotion with that feeling mm-hmm. and basically it's it's a- assessing the feelings and the general emotion of everyone else before they make the decision because they mm-hmm. want to know how that's going to impact. Yeah. So so, that- so these two really mm-hmm. are a little bit more like what they in a way if in one, a way if right. one wants to take that decision because it's here's, not a big leap though to get to that because here's what here, here's an important important point and that is someone has a feeling preference mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they don't think 
Absolutely. It doesn't mean it. Right. So, so people with a feeling can be logical, sure. but not, and they can be, they're going to be more empathetic with their logic. They're going to be relational. They're going to have personal priorities. At the same time, someone with thinking doesn't mean they have, they're heartless. Right. It doesn't <laughs> yes. mean they don't care about people, right. but they're going to analyze and look at things objectively and they can still truly care for people. So, right. so for some, some further description would be a thinking preference would step back and get an objective view. They analyze, they look at cause and effect, a reasoning, and they solve problems with logic, as we said. Okay. Those that prefer feeling would step in to identify with others, and they're guided by personal and group values. They assess the impact of decisions on people. How does it impact impact uh, people around them? And so, so, good words. Let's look at the, good word, words. the words right. for this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here it goes. Thinking words would be head, detached, things, objective, critique, analyze, firm, but fair. Mm. Mm. And then, As a, Those are some good words. Yeah. Let's Who, hold on to those for just a minute. Who's that sound like, by the way? Head, detach. See, it was just funny that you say those two together because it just makes me think of a detached head, which <laughs> if it's a detached head from the body, then it is heartless. Oh my. It has no oh feeling. <laughs> I had a really good <laughs> academic flow going there. Sorry. This is what I'm here for. That's right. This is what I'm here for. Because we did agree that last episode that you were going to keep me from nerding out too Exactly. Much. And, you know, I got to keep the peeps entertained. So, um, <laughs> but right there, that just shows um, we need to keep that, Germantown, that Wisconsin. Germantown, Wisconsin. Hang in there with us. Hang in. Um, that shows right there that um, that I'm... I'm just being Treat, silly, hey, but uh, Germantown, Wisconsin. Teresa's here for you. But I, just so <laughs> yeah. you know. All right. Okay. So, here so it goes. head detach mm-hmm. logic things things objective analyze going, analyze critique, yeah firm critique. but fair firm but fair that ladies and gentlemen is David Mabry. <laughs> ding ding ding. Heartless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not the first time i've been accused of that (laughs) i was gonna say i am a ladies and gentlemen if you're catching i'm a very clear thinking (laughs) preference Mm -hmm. yes on the myers-briggs very clear i make decisions uh to me to me i make decisions black and white objective Mm -hmm. um firm but fair firm but fair i really and uh, if you are in a group setting outside of you and i but it's like maybe four or five more people, and I'm included. Mm-hmm. If there's too much feeling going on with a decision, <laughs> you literally will step back because it's like an emotional allergy for you. You're yeah, like, I can't. you're like, okay, I can't. Now, if you really do have skin in the game, mm-hmm. you'll let us kind of discuss, and then mm-hmm. you'll like zoom, like hit yep. us with the. Okay, well, here's... I hit you with the logic. Here, here's the logic. Here's what we should do. <laughs> I'll drop some logic. Yeah. But, but there are a lot of times, there are a lot of times where if it truly, if you don't need to help with the logic or make the decision, you yep. will literally remove yourself from the group and step back because you can just see it's like uncomfortable. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, go on. Feeling. I like some of these descriptions, by the way. Is that another part is uh, they strive, this is me, strive for objective standard truth are reasonable, quote unquote reasonable, <laughs> can be tough-minded, yeah, are fair, and want everyone to be treated equally. So yeah, that's that's right. Yep. That's right. Now, you've met David Mabry. <laughs> Folks, now let's meet Teresa Mabry. Let's meet Teresa. Give Very, me give me the keywords here. Keywords words for feeling. A feeling preference go like this. Heart, personal, people, subjective, praise, understand, merciful. Mm. I'm getting twitchy just reading this. <laughs> so these folks strive for harmony and positive interactions are compassionate and may appear, quote, tender-hearted, unquote, mm. are fair, want everyone to be treated as an individual. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes I don't, um, I know they'll live in harmony with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, sometimes that's me. Maybe it is more than whatever. I don't know, when I think of like harmony, living in harmony with one another, it's like, a little bit too touchy feely for me. I don't know. I'm a feeler, but but I am very. I want everyone to be included, and I want to make sure, especially in a, mm-hmm. um, if it really is. I mean, like, and this is this was how we kind of raised our family as well. Mm-hmm. Was you know when there were some decisions to be made. I mean, obviously there were decisions that you and I made as the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were decisions where we had input from the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was important that everyone understand that everyone had had input mm-hmm. does not mean that the decision will still be made. Um, now, I knew I know that that drove uh, a couple of our other strong thinkers in the family nuts because mm-hmm. it was like, well, why am I even sharing? Because like yeah. <laughs> my decision. But. Um, is still important. It was a, it was an important um, value to have, and it is a way that possibly um, we were able to impact yeah. um, the other uh, personalities in our family, so that they could understand the balance a little mm-hmm. bit of of when you're dealing with a feeler, right? Well, I think that, so. Yeah. So, think, brrr, drum roll, Teresa uh, Mabry. Teresa Mabry. All right, there, you go. there we go. I think what's helped us the most is that um, for for me. I mean, I truly, we joke about me being heartless. I'm not heartless. I really do care for people, but I do know about myself. Once again, Mm self-awareness. I very much know that I make decisions based on logic, Mm -hmm. objective. I try to be objective. Sure. And for you, you know yourself, Mm -hmm. and I, as partner awareness, I know you, is that you will help remind me, though, and this is where couple awareness comes in, where we work as a good team. I believe I help balance us towards more of the objective decision making and then you balance us back towards making sure that we strive for harmony and right. the impact of some of those objective. And and here's uh okay folks we've given this advice before and it's not original to us we've actually John Gottman one of our relationship kind of heroes in the relationship business he he makes a, an argument that uh, couples that are healthy allow their partner to influence them. Mm-hmm. And his research would show that's the case. So apply that in this situation. But we would say that 
um, because I'm I'm more thinking preference. Teresa's uh, feeling preference is that we've allowed we've allowed one another to influence. Right. Uh, we we've been able to influence one another is what I'm trying to say. Right. So your feeling has helped our relationship and our us impact other people, and my thinking has helped us impact other people. Right. So I feel like there's really a team effort because we understand and accept one another for where we're coming from. And folks, that really is a decision to say, let my partner influence me, but not necessarily fully change because I, mm-hmm. it's not right. fair to expect me to, to move to a feeling part side of making decisions. And it's not fair to ask you to live in the world of logic where mm-hmm. I'm at, you know, right. kind of this, this thinking area. Um, Which is what analyzing we were things. unpacking before we started this That's is right. that, you know, allow each other to be an influence. But yeah, you're not going to, you cannot change your partner's personality. Mm-hmm. So um, it mm-hmm. is who they are. Um, so you need mm-hmm. to recognize it, accept it, figure out how to be the best together. Mm-hmm. And when you have those areas of challenge, because I mean, Sure. You, I've, I've helped you, you've helped me, but that's also to say that we've both been irritated before at our too strong thinking and too strong feeling aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you do have the challenge, um, how do you, how do you work together in that? And how do you still accept that? Okay. We, we still have to utilize both of these people to come to a conclusion about something, mm-hmm. resolve a conflict, whatever it is, make a decision, do something. So, yeah. So, folks, uh, which of you is, um, do you feel is more, uh, thinking preference when making decisions? And which of you is more feeling, uh, or are you both the same? This is the, deci- what, how do you make decisions, thinking or feeling? And, um, even during this podcast, kind of mark down if you're by yourself, mark it down, make a mental note or write down a piece of paper, keep track. And, um, or if you're listening together, even hit pause real quick and turn to one another and, <laughs> and, uh, discuss it. That's, uh, discuss. that's the beauty of having the podcast on your favorite platform. Hit pause for a minute and, uh, and take notes. All right. Are so we ready? Here we go. Last here we go. one. The last one of the four, uh, would be, this is this is a question of our atti- attitude towards our um, toward the uh, our outer world or external world. Mm-hmm. It's how we orient ourselves. Now this will make sense, but the two words are uh, once again the- <laughs> definitions. Yeah, so, judging, perceiving. Yes, it doesn't mean if you're a perceiver, you're more perceptive, and it doesn't mean that just because you're judging means you judge people all the time. Right, that's not what they mean. Right, judging and perceiving fall into these two different ways of orienting ourselves toward the outside world. And this all makes sense. So here's the deal. Judging people, people with a judging preference, they want to their external world to be organized and orderly. They look at the world and see decisions that need to be made. Now, on the other hand, a perceiving preference is one who seeks to experience the world, not organize it. Mm. So these folks are going to seem less organized <laughs> and judging is they're going to seem more orderly and organized. So perceiving, perceiving preferences have look at the world and see options that need to be explored. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So okay. the so the good way to I, I like I like the way of understanding this more clearly by saying that if you uh, someone with a judging preference sees a a, a task at hand, a, a goal ahead of them, a project, if you will, a homework assignment, a major paper, and they would say, "Here are the steps that I need to take." They organize the steps sequentially in order to achieve the task mm-hmm. at hand. Now, someone with a perceiving preference, they would see that they would you hand them the exact same assignment, task, goal, and they're not necessarily going to lay out the steps. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's not going to be their preference. That's they're going to look at that and just kind of kind of in their own will will and way and they'll just kind of meander around and it may <laughs> seem like they're not it may come across like they're lazy or they're procrastinators, but it's not necessarily true. They're just kind of like eventually they get it done. Right. But they don't necessarily do it in a sequential order or what would make sense. So people who are judging would prefer being organized, systematic, methodical. They make short and long-term plans and then they follow through on those plans. On the other hand, those that are perceiving are going to be adaptable, curious, casual, open-ended. They're, they're, I'm getting I'm getting twitchy on this one too. <laughs> just reading this other one because I'm I'm uh, I'm clearly one of these. Um, adjust flexibility uh, flexibly to new information and changes. They're they're just more laid back mm-hmm. uh, about things. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's you. You you're hearing one of those lists, one of those descriptive descriptions, very clear for, I think, uh, both of us. Right. Yeah, we okay, fall. We so, fall one side, don't we? Yeah, we do. On this one, we are we are very similar. We are, um, which is which is good. So, okay. So drum roll. <laughs> Both David and Teresa are judging. Judging. We're very organized people. We like to. No, what we really do is we just judge others. We just. No. <laughs> no, now you're going to throw them all off. We, we told them, Sorry. no, that's not what it means. Okay. Sorry. So, okay. Yes. No. We are just kidding. Just kidding. Organized. Right. Yeah. Like, go. Let's go over those words again. So here are some words that, that describe. So mm-hmm. the words that describe Teresa and myself mm-hmm. would be. Organized, decision, control, now, closure, deliberate, and plan. Yep. Now, if you're a perceiver, your words are flexible, information, experience, later, options, spontaneous, wait. Yes. I mean, we... We love ourselves some strong perceivers uh, mm-hmm. within the family and in our friends friendships, um, but man, is it um, is it ever sometimes just sometimes it's humorous to yeah. sit back and watch because you're yeah. like, yep, that is totally it's totally you, um, and then other times it's frustrating because you're like, no, I really need a decision on this, like trying to put something on a calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, when you're dealing with a perceiver, mm-hmm. trying to put something on a calendar sometimes, they may mm-hmm. jump in and put it on with you and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then almost like <laughs> like two days or the day of even, you might get that text or that call or whatever and be like, hey, 
So I can't make it because something else has come up and that whole options thing. Yeah. They just love to have their options open. Which is not a bad Which thing. Which it isn't right? a bad it's, thing it's, unless you are truly mm-hmm. like ha- trying mm-hmm. to have like, I don't know, a meeting or, or do mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, or take a trip or go do, you know, go do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the negative side, those that are, those that are uh, judging are like, you're so uptight. And yeah. on the perceiving side, it's like, you're so lazy or you're procrastinating right. all the time. Now, here's the thing. There are perceivers that can be uptight. Absolutely. In life. And there are people with judging preference who are lazy or procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And, but with the preference, so it doesn't mean that all judgers are always organized at all times. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's a, that's the preference. Um, right. So we like that. I like I like the the illustration of or the example of laziness because lazy people come in all stripes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't have to be t- one set personality or not. Yeah, absolutely. It, that's that's a negative trait, not a personality trait. Uh, uh, personality trait. Right. That's a negative. Uh, character habit, quality. Character mm-hmm. quality. That's right. Yep. So with judging and perceiving, you know, the whole idea of you know, judging people like to have things decided. They resist reopening decisions. They try to avoid last minute stresses. So that's a key mm. too, is they, they help avoid that. Yep. Now, perceivers on the other hand, like to explore options. They resist cutting off options, making decisions too soon. They feel energized by those last minute pressures. Yeah. And so that's not, the, what we just listed there are not bad things at all. It's just different. So- Let's go back to our whole idea of how this applies to marriage. You and I are blessed because self-awareness, uh, partner awareness, couple awareness, we know that if you want something organized and put in a sequential order and a task accomplished <laughs> and done, it tied off, mm-hmm. uh, talk to the Mabrys. We're, yes. we're there for you. We're, we're your people. But uh, what do you do, though, with a couple that one is judging and one is perceiving mm-hmm. or if both are perceiving oh, they yeah. may seem like you can't pin them down on anything you can't <laughs> that's what you may not be able to but as long as the couple understands it and that's not wrong or right we Teresa and i just want to make sure it's clear to everybody out there that we we really it, 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 there's no wrong answer here right if you're both perceivers if you're one a judger one a perceiver the key for that one is understanding one another. The judging person is going to con- let their partner influence them by being more laid back at times and, right. and take it easy, not be uptight. And the perceiver, let your partner influence you by helping organize and, and get things done. And then then communicate well. Uh, yes. There's a partner, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a married couple uh, uh, that we know that um, the, they have an agreement. One is strong perceiving or, or strong judging, one strong perceiving, and they have an agreement on certain circumstances they need to be on time and on schedule. They're, they're, they're work-related, right, mm-hmm. for the, the person that's judging particularly. And then, then there are other occasions that they can be laid back and not be super organized, like on days off or vacations. Right. And so that appeals to the perceiver. So that's a couple that really worked at and communicated 
how are we going to accommodate one another and respect one another and work as a team rather than against one another? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like um, even though you and I, like, we we are the same on this, um, one of the ways of, like, you know, an example would be um, we need to uh, clean the house. And so I will make a list. And I've done this for a long time, right? Make a list. Mm-hmm. And... Yep. Um, and then we will each come look at the list, pick something on the list, go accomplish it, come back, cross it off, move to the next thing. And it doesn't matter what kind of order we're doing it in, right? But um, but you appreciate the fact that uh, that I went ahead and made a list. My arms are wrapped around kind of like the more control. We both like control, yep. but there are certain areas where I I'm like, I've got control of this and I kind of know um, and then we we you know just kind of boom 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 tick through mm-hmm. right yeah. and so that is an example of how you and I as two judges kind of like accomplish something together get along mm-hmm. or whatever um, and I do feel like when we have been coaching couples and when we do have the opposites or a strong J, a strong P, mm-hmm. it can be a little bit more of a challenge. Um, just uh, we have to help walk them through how it really does stem, like you said, on great communication. Mm-hmm. And you've yep. got to be able to communicate well because um, there's a lot of times where like I feel like this comes up a lot, especially with like household tasks. Where, you know, a judger's like, well, can't you see what needs to be done? This, 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 and this. And, you know, this is how uh, the dishes need to be washed. This is how I would go Mm. about doing it. Yes. I would do this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And if the perceiver is like, hey, I'll take care of the dishes, but they may have a completely Mm -hmm. different style or way to do it. Mm -hmm. As a strong J, sometimes that person, you just need to leave the room. Because if you stay in the room, you're going to become Mm -hmm. irritated at how the perceiver has accomplished the task because it wasn't in your, you didn't have control Mm -hmm. of it. And that's where I feel like for a lot of the couples that we've coached, where we've had these strong J's, strong P's, and they're trying to work together, Mm -hmm. um, it really does fall to that communication and then kind of letting go. That's right. Because you have to remember, I mean, we're adults. This isn't That's right. this isn't a parent child relationship. This is an adult to adult and, relationship. And I think that I think the key understanding here is let your partner influence you, mm-hmm. but do not project negatively yes. your personality preference upon your upon. partner. Yeah. M- making them conform mm-hmm. to your personality preferences. Right. Because in the end, the dishes will be done. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah. So here's the deal. Let me review real quick the questions. So the first one is, what? uh, where do you prefer to focus your attention? Where do you get energy? That's extroversion, introversion. Mm -hmm. The next question would be, how do you prefer to take information in? That's sensing and intuition. Mm -hmm. And then the next question would be, how do you make decisions? And that's thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. And the final question that we just covered is how do you deal with the outer world? And that's judging and perceiving. 
Okay. So when we're looking at these, so those are the four, you're going to have four letters, right? Four letters. So, so I yep. am an E-S-F-J. 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 So I'm an extroverted, sensing, feeling, judger. Yep. And I am an E-N-T-J, E-N-T-J, extroverted, intuitive, thinking, judging. Judging. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So there's, when you, you are not just one part of your personality, one of those questions, but you are the four of those placed together. together. Now, here's the encouragement that we'll repeat from last week. That is, take the 16 personalities uh, on, that you go to the 16 personalities that are in the show notes. Right. uh, Click on that. Take the free test. That's not our website, somebody else's, but that's a free one. Take that. Find out. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. (laughs) Find out what your four letters are. Mm -hmm. And then, this is the easiest advice right here. Google those four letters. Mm-hmm. Like if I put in ENTJ, there is so much information on the internet that give you summaries. But here's a summary for Teresa and myself at this time. Teresa, you are an ESFJ. I think, hold on. I think you should read mine and then I'm going to read yours. That's a fabulous idea. Okay. So Teresa, mm-hmm. tell me if this is you. This is those four letters together. ESFJ. Make this. You are warm-hearted, conscientious, and cooperative. You want harmony in your environment. You work with determination to establish it. You like to work with others to complete tasks accurately and on time. You are loyal, follow through even in the small matters. You notice what others need in their day-by-day lives and try to provide it. You want to be appreciated for who you are and for what you contribute. Does that feel accurate? Pretty, pretty close. I think so. I think so. That's my wife, ladies and yep. gentlemen. Ding, ding, That's ding. my wife. That I love, is true. I love that woman. All right. She's right on. What is the E N? Okay. So, David, you are the E N T J. Okay. I'll just tell you right now before you even read it. <laughs> Folks, when you hear this description, you've known. David Mabry. Exactly. Right there. I just talked about myself in the third person. You did. You did just talk about yourself in the third person. Okay. So an ENTJ, you are frank, decisive, assume leadership readily, quickly see illogical and inefficient procedures and policies, and develop and implement comprehensive systems to solve organizational problems. You enjoy long-term planning and goal setting. Usually well-informed, well-read, enjoy expanding their knowledge and passing it on to others. Forceful in presenting their ideas. There you have it. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is spot on, spot on to my husband, David. Yeah, yeah. So so that's the description right there. But this is why Teresa and I really love the Myers-Briggs. And for couples, there's so much more. That's why this is a three-part series. And actually, we could practically have a podcast just about Myers-Briggs and personalities and how to get along. Because there's so much there's so much more to this, which that's why we're going to go third week next week. Yep. Third, part three. Part three. But here's the key. Look up your... Look up your, take the assessment, find out what your four are. You already did, if you've listened to last week and this week, 
you've come up with what you think your four letters are. Yeah, you've self-typed. You self-typed. Mm-hmm. And then you take the assessment and you see if the one online with 16 personalities matches up with what you self-typed. And then you you look up, you do, what 16 personalities will give you a summary anyhow. They're going to give you all kinds of information. They're a very helpful website. But you can even Google your four. If I Google ENTJ, I'm going to get a, a whole a whole plethora of of uh, information and then on youtube you can watch youtube videos where that's the suggest now think about how as a couple your two personalities mix well together right Teresa's description and my description of the summary we make a really good team but there are also some areas that we butt heads because mm-hmm. i'm an entj and she is an esfj yep and we are aware of that and we want to work better as a team Going right. forward. Like I want to have harmony and you want to have uh, st- strong leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes sometimes that that doesn't mesh yeah. quite the same. But all I have to say, honey, is that you complete me. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. All right. So that's the wrap up, right, for today. Yeah. yeah and so that's uh, and for next week. Before and for we, next week. Yep. Before we get to the verse here. Yeah. So next week, what we're going to do in, in the third part of this mm-hmm. series is we would love to introduce to you, now that you know mm-hmm. the four dichotomies from the Myers-Briggs, there is a an additional component that we teach couples and families, which would be the Ocean of Types mm-hmm. by our friend, Dr. Joseph Tucker. And it's uh, basically to understand your type in a more, in a simpler way. And you are an ocean animal mm. and Teresa's an ocean animal and her ocean animal is different than my ocean animal. And it's a, it's a way of understanding yourself, your partner, and you as together as a couple and going forward. So join us next week when we talk about right. uh, which ocean animal yeah, that you, you are. Yeah, you want to come back. Come back and listen. Yeah, it's a fun to, one. It'll be a fun one. Come back and listen to part three. Part okay. three. Our verse of the day is. Verse of the day is going to come out of Romans fourteen thirteen. It says, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your partner's way. Romans fourteen thirteen. And I thought that was just a really good yeah. verse, especially talking mm-hmm. about the differences Mm-hmm. that there are with people and mm-hmm. as a relationship and a marriage. And so stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your partner's way. That's Romans 14, a, that's, 13. That's excellent. Good. Hey, folks, we are so appreciative that you've joined us again this week. It's an honor to partner with you. And we we are hopeful that your marriage, your relationship is being built up and strengthened. Uh, we'd love for you to uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, whatever podcast platform you use, and share with other people. We want to give a special shout out this week and a request, and that is this, is that we have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. One Another Marriage. You could find us by doing a, a search. We would love for you to go on and if however you, whether you do Facebook or YouTube, those are the two primary ways. And we'd love for you just to give a shout out and a hello to us, especially if you're from Germantown, Wisconsin. <laughs> but whether you are from any city out there around the world that's listening, hey, give us a shout out on Facebook or on YouTube. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from the one another couples that are out there. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Bye-bye.
Bye.